is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening colour in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. So we will be doing a bum, we will be doing a boom, be boom, be a. Say a day, a day, a day, boom, boom, be boom, be. Shabba, but it be, 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 be. Shabba, but it be, 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 be. I ain't mad at you, pretty baby, don't be mad at me. Shabba, do you do, be, see, do, do. Jean Malachi. Benjamin. Shulia Bop from Sarah Vaughan, starting off this morning's Jazz Shapers. Hello, I'm Elliot Moss, and welcome to another hour of great music and inspirational conversation with a shaper in the world of business. Our Business Shapers Day defines a business shaper in a rather unique way. She spent 14 years travelling the world through Africa, the Far East and Latin America, where she established and ran a range of businesses, including a soybean farm, a boutique hotel, and even ice cream parlours. She returned to the UK in 2000, when following a chance meeting with a family friend who recalled her homemade candles, commissioned her to make a candle for Chanel. From that, the fragrance brand Almond Jane was born. Today, you can find this unique brand of perfumes and scents for women, men and the home in high-end department stores, including Selfridges and Harrods, plus through their own successful boutique outlets. My business shaper today, I'm pleased to say, is none other than Linda Jane Pilkington, the founder and owner of Almond Jane. Plus, and if that's not enough, Paddy O'Connell returns with more from the recent News Sessions podcast with Mish Gondorea's Susanna Kintish on the subject of the gig economy. But before all of that can happen, let's take a breath for some brilliant music. This is Bill Withers with Ain't No Sunshine. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone 
It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away I wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away And I know, 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 Sunshine when she's gone Only darkness every day Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away That was Bill Withers with the brilliant Ain't No Sunshine. I love that. Hi there, you're listening to Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM, as I said earlier. And my business shapes today, I'm very pleased to say, is Linda Pilkington, founder and creator at Ormond Jane. And they make things that smell very nice and that go on your body and also around your home and lots of other things. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's really exciting to have you here. Thank you. Tell me why you decided to set up your own business because you've uh, will go back as well but I want to get to the point where you went I'm going to do that well I didn't uh, there was never a day where I thought I'm going to own a a perfume house a British perfume house and it's going to be very high-end and fabulous um it's all happened through happenstance I'm quite entrepreneurial and hard-working and just through a series of different events led to where we are today purely because I just happened to meet somebody who knew me when I was young and we got chatting. They asked me if I could um, create some scented candles for the Chanel store that was opening in Old Bond Street. And uh, I, di- I didn't want to let him down. I didn't want to let myself down. I knew I could do it because I used to do it as, a, as one of my hobbies when I was young. And it just went from there. So I, 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 you know, after six months, they bought... Uh, 50-odd candles. I had to then send an invoice. They said, you have to have a company. I formed Ormond Jane so I could send an invoice to Chanel. (laughs) Then I thought it would be good if I could do this for a living. And there we are today. And today, just tell me about now the the size of the operation and the the turnover and things. So the turnover is uh, 5.2 million. And I have 24 members of staff. And they're all great fun and nice to be with. We're like one big family. We're based in London. We make everything ourselves. We have five studios just by Regent's Park. We've got our little boutique in Old Bond Street. And then we've got about another 168 points of sales around the world. Yeah, how many countries then? That must be Um, a fair number. You probably lose count. Probably changes, doesn't it, on a daily uh, basis? I know which countries we're not in. So we're not in South America and we're not in 
we are in the Far East, but only one or two countries. South America is quite a difficult um, nut to crack because they have these massive import duties. So you've got to find a way of, of um, mm. finding and getting into that market. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? You've got the, the five million sales or, or, and a bit more, all these countries. Do you ever catch yourself and go, 18 years ago, I was making these in my kitchen. I was doing things that was really, it was really hand to mouth. I mean, is there a... Do you ever do that? Because many people I speak to go, no, no, I haven't got time. Don't. Oh, no, no, I definitely do. Oh, good. <laughs> so in the morning <laughs> when I go, you know, for a little jog, I, um, you know, I just think through everything that's happening. And I'm very grateful. So I, I get this natural feeling that I should, say, give thanks out to the world within myself to say, thank you, I've got this great company which I love working in. And thank you for my children's health and thank you for my lot. And uh, I promise I'm going to be a good person. <laughs> <laughs> and you do that pretty much every day. I do it every day, yes. I do it throughout the day as well. Do you? Yeah. But does, and does that sense of um, happiness or, or gratefulness, as you said, do you try and inculcate that in your team? Yes. Is that the vibe? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. We, um, everybody's very kind in the company. We do have um, you know, good times. If, you know, if we have great sales, we crack open a bottle of champagne. We quite often have little dance and jigs at the end of the night if we've had a particularly good day in the store or we've just got some good news or we won something. So we always celebrate. Um, so I think you, know, you get the best out of your team. And everybody's very relaxed. There's no hierarchy you know, we all make the tea, we all take the recycling out. It's just like that. Stay with me for more from my very uplifting and happy business shaper today. That's Linda Pilkington, the founder and creator at Almond Jane. Time for some more music. It's Mr Gregory Porter with Ballerina. Ballerina dance And do your pirouette In rhythm with your aching heart Dance, ballerina dance You mustn't once forget The dancer has to dance the part World, ballerina world And just ignore the chair That's empty in the second row this is your moment, girl Although he's not out there applauding as you steal the show Once you said His love must wait its turn You wanted fame instead I guess that's your concern We live and learn Now love is gone, ballerina gone on with your career, you can't afford a backward glance. Dance on and on and on. A thousand people here have come to see the show. Round and round you go, ballerina dance. Dance, dance. Once you said, oh, 
waiter's turn You wanted fame instead I guess that's your concern We live and learn Oh, love is gone, ballerina gone On with your career You can't afford a backwards glance Dance on and on and on A thousand people here Have come to see the show Round and round you go Ballerina dance That was Gregory Porter, continuing the uplifting theme with Ballerina here on Jazz FM. Linda Pilkington is my business shaper today, founder and creator at Ormond Jane. Um, I mentioned the 18 years and you look back and all that, but I want to go back in time a little bit. My sense is immediately talking to you, you're quite a free spirit. And you you are, I think there are, you know, some people go through life and they're a bit angry and they, they feel entitled. It feels like you're the antithesis of that. Why do you think you're so free-spirited? Where has that come from? Because you travelled as well, didn't you? I've travelled a lot. Well I, well, I grew up in Bowdoin, Cheshire. There wasn't a lot to do there. It was uh, two pubs, a church and a corner shop that sort of uh, sold um, everyday bits of you know, milk, stamps and that sort of thing. And so you had to create your own fun. And in Bowdoin... All you practically did was on a Friday night you went to the Girl Guides. On a Sunday night you went to the local church for the youth the youth group. Um, Sunday afternoon, and um, midweek uh, we had a theatre in Altrincham, Altrincham Theatre. So you could go and uh, join these different studios. And I think it was just a very nice childhood because you were with lovely people doing lots of lovely things in the theatre, dancing, singing, going to the youth month, going to the girl guides, you know, working to get all your badges. Mm. So there, there was no pressure. School in those days was very different. It's not like my son's going to school today. My sons are like forever having exams or, you know, this test, that test. Whereas when I went to school, there was seven girls in my class and we had a great time. And we did ballroom dancing. <laughs> we learned how to iron a napkin, <laughs> that sort of thing. So I suppose um, I've been just a naturally upbeat person. Mm. And I was always very busy. I was always a very busy little girl. Um, you know, I was, I, I was in the play at the theatre. I was in that play. I was in the school play. I was busy in, in school, busy at home. So I think I've got a, uh, an energy that I, in, you know, keeps me going is it is it something also to and tell me if I'm wrong, but just a hypothesis that your dad was a refugee. Yes, he came here, and obviously, as like cut the story of many refugees at different times, you come with nothing. Yes, again, you have to start again. Do you think that sense of gratitude comes from the fact that his life and he made his life and he yes. created it? Do you think there's a bit of that in you as well? Well, to be perfectly honest, when I was growing up, I didn't even know my father was a refugee. Um, he kept that. Uh, I think it must have been very painful for him mm. because. His actual story is you know, really tragic, so he kept that under wraps. But my father um, is uh, quite strict, actually, compared to my mother. My mother was like more like a good time girl, and she would have a dance, and she like, you know, whenever she would make tea, she would always be singing tea for two. So maybe I had her spirit. My father was a little bit more eat your muesli, exercise, jump up and down <laughs> in the morning, and, you know, you should go to bed early because it's good for you. Um, so he he was quite... Uh, 
had had a lot of um, fixed ideas. I mean, he every every day he used to take, take cod liver oil all his life because his mother gave him cod liver oil when he was in Germany, when he lived in Germany. Mm. So, you know, we all had to have cod liver oil every morning. So maybe the exuberance is more from mum. I think and so, the, yeah. And maybe the discipline because it takes yes, discipline. Yeah. Maybe that's what so my could. father was like, you know, you, have you made your bed? Have you, you know, have you done this? Have you done that? So he was like that. Um, my mother would be dancing around the kitchen with a gin and tonic in her hand. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with me for more um, brilliant uh, insight into Linda Pilkington, my business shaper today, and why she's ended up being the success that she is, not just, it sounds to me, as a business person, but as a human being too, which is a nice thing to be able to say. Um, Much more coming up from her. But before that, we've got some more music and the latest traffic and travel next. And that is coming up after the most recent in our series of news session podcasts with the fantastic Paddy O'Connell. And the subject today is the gig economy. The News Sessions with Paddy O'Connell. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Jazz FM. Hello, I'm Paddy O'Connell and you're listening to the News Sessions from Mishkondorea. Each week we have an in-depth look at a key item of law which is hitting the headlines. Today we're talking about the gig economy and it's all about the way we earn money in the modern age. And here to discuss is Susanna Kintish. She's employment partner at Mishkondorea. Now, Matthew Taylor carried out a review and he said that it was a very, very fast-changing world, but that basically everyone should be offered work that's decent and fair. Yeah. Now, those are interesting, aren't they? Because they're not, they're not really legal phrases, they're moral phrases, aren't they? They are. And I think therein lies the real difficulty with, with legislation in this area, is that everything is very, very subjective. You know, genuine two-way flexibility, where, where both parties have a say as to when they turn up and when they don't, is, is, actually, is really welcomed. But how do you legislate for for that um for that two-way flexibility and to stop one party taking advantage of another mm. i mean and you've raised that because i mean here's what the tuc general secretary has said it's that you know sham self-employment has spread and in other words that there are people who are generally self-employed but employers twist the system and the taylor report said that people should be cautioned against becoming victims of technology because once you go into the technology, it makes it very easy to say you've done 45 minutes of driving or whatever it is for a taxi firm. Do do you now see quite explosive arguments about this, about what is genuine self-employment and what is an effort to abuse an employee? Yeah, I mean, I think I think words like sham self-employment are um, unhelpful in the general context. I mean, obviously, you're always going to have people operating around the peripheries of of, of trying to exploit people. But you know, if you look at the trade of a taxi driver historically, pre-apps, the trade of a plumber, you would always in your head expect those trades tradesmen or taxi drivers to be self-employed. Mm-hmm. Um, the the world the world has changed and when people make a brand out of a business um you know slowly controls start coming in and that arguably undermines undermines people's flexibility in a certain situation the new sessions podcast with paddy o'connell from mishkondorea find more of the new sessions podcasts dealing with key legal matters on itunes No. 
There's a lot to get through on Jazz Shapers today. Before we get back to uh, Linda, a reminder that all of the previous 350-plus programmes are available on iTunes. Just put in the words Jazz and Shapers. And likewise, it's on demand via jazzfm.com. Your Alexa and Google Home devices, just ask it to play Jazz Shapers for this and all previous episodes. But right now, right here, it's Linda Pilkington. and She's my... Um, I was going to say happy-go-lucky, but I don't think it's quite that. I think there's my, my grateful business shaper and also my very successful one. Business is called Almond Jane, and she makes beautiful smelling perfumes and the like. Let me ask you about the, um, the artisan nature of what you do, because there's perfumes and then there's perfumes, and yours is at the very highest end of the market. I know you kind of fell into it, but now that you're in it and you're part of that scene, how do you ensure that you stay at the very top? Because I imagine the minute that compromise kicks in and that the costs you're looking at too closely, you haven't got the product. What is it that you do every day to ensure you stay right up there? Well, originally, when we first launched the perfumes, our offer was quite standard, actually. It was just spring jasmine sandalwood, nothing to talk about that was exceptional or incredible. It was like perfumes that people had already done thousands of times and done very, very well. It was through a conversation with one of my clients who wanted me to create a perfume for her. She wanted it to be from a tuberose. Um, I, I was trying to say to her, you know, you can buy very good tuberose perfumes, but maybe I could make something a bit different if I could find a flower as heady as tuberose um, and a bit more exceptional and maybe a flower that nobody's ever heard of. Um, this could be something a bit better. And during that conversation, that's when I had the idea that if I could go off and find um, ingredients not widely used in the perfume industry, then I've got a good point of difference. And I took myself off for about two years and I travelled all over the world to Morocco. I met growers, met all sorts of people, very interesting people, met a Yorkshire man in Laos. And they were growing beautiful uh, ingredients like um, uh, Sampaquita and they were extracting um, lychee oil. So I had the idea that Ormond Jane should be known for creating perfumes using these unusual ingredients at a very high percentage and an absolute. And that way, it gives me a, a, an identification, sets me apart from all the other perfume houses. Also, um, nobody's actually really wanting to uh, copy that because it's expensive. So if, if your ingredients are costing several hundred pounds, um, 
just for the basic ingredients and several thousand pounds for the main ingredients, it's highly unlikely that anybody is going to say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to copy that because they're going to look at the bottom line and say oh, they must be mad. And on that point, they must be mad in the bottom line. How have you managed that? Because there's a hell of a lot of creativity in this uh, and cost, as you said. So wh- Absolutely. how do you not look at yourself and go, you must be mad? So, so two things. One, I mean, there's been some perfumes that have been on hold for the best part of seven or eight years until I could afford the um, um, Oris Butter, which is around anything between forty and £70,000. Um, Madagascan Vanilla, which is going up in price practically every single year. So some things uh, have, to put to, have to be put to one side until we've got the funds for it. Um, and and it's my company. There are no outside investors. No one's breathing down my neck saying, oh, come on, old girl, you can do this a lot cheaper. <laughs> so I can do what I want. And I like perfection and I like aesthetics. So if something is costing £16,000 a kilo, but I don't need a kilo, I need 400 grams, you know, I'll make a point. That's in my budget. I'm going to buy it and we're going to use it. I have come a cropper once or twice. You know, I made a perfume that by the time I finished it, it was so expensive <laughs> that I couldn't, I could just sell it at retail just about. And I think I made myself a little bit of money. How but much I, did you have to sell it for? Just tell me. Well, no, the, we, it came, the problem was it was my mistake because yeah. I put it into our signature range. And ultimately, it should have gone into a, a much higher range. Uh, but I launched it into our signature range. And then when Scott, who is our... Um, uh, Chief Operation Officer said to me, um, Linda, do you know how much this perfume is actually costing you to make? And I said, no. Uh, he said, well, okay, this is how much it's, you know, you, 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 we can't, we can't um, wholesale this or distribute it because you would probably lose on every bottle you sold. So uh, there have been those moments, but obviously. But I guess that's part of the process and that's part of being in a creative business. Well, People were asking about Madagascan vanilla. They all love it. I find it a bit too sweet for my personal taste. So I had the idea that, um, you know, I was going to open up the vanilla pod, scrape down all the brown sugary bit in the middle, the seeds, and recreate that oil using natural ingredients. Once that was recreated, I was then going to mature that into the Madagascan vanilla and then create my own Madagascan vanilla, which is different to everybody else's. But it turned out to be hugely expensive because the length of time it took for this process um, that ultimately, um, you know, I just didn't, I got a bit carried away with myself, I suppose. I think that's okay. It's your business you're allowed to. Stay with me for more from my business show for today. That's Linda Pilkington on uh, pushing the boundaries and occasionally coming a cropper, but I think you're okay. Time for some more music. This is Ramsey Lewis with Tequila Mockingbird.
That was Ramsey Lewis with Tequila Mockingbird. Linda Pilkington's been talking to me about creative excesses occasionally, about exploring new things. Tell me about this team, because you said there are 24 of you, I think, in in the team. Um, I often hear from people like you that set their own business up, well, they all can do it better than me. They do this. Is that true for you? Uh, No, I can do it better than them. Uh, (laughs) Good, finally a bit of honesty. Definitely, because um, I... Everything we make, I've uh, had to come up with the idea and how to make it. So I have to show them. Now, occasionally, um, if I haven't been to the studio for three or four weeks because I've been travelling, I go in and I notice that they're not cutting corners, but they're not doing exactly as I've told them to do it. And I have to like regroup them and explain to them that there's a reason. There's a reason why we're doing it this way. And pull them back in very quickly. And that works even in the context of your the vibe being a happy one. Are they clear that Linda knows? Oh no, definitely. I mean, I don't, you know, you know, pss, no whips, you know, whip, no whips or anything like that. I would just say to her, "I don't agree with the way you're doing that," and I'll tell you why. And then, um, and then she'll listen. <laughs> I bet she will listen. Um, in in terms of the growth of this business and keeping control of it, keeping your hands on it. It sounds like that's not that difficult for you because everyone is in one location, pretty much. Or have you got people spread around the world? Oh, no, I've got people spread around the world. So I have um, five and a half at the studio. Mm. And then we have points of sales where it's essential to have your staff um, running it. So like account managers and Harrod Selfridges, those type of things. And then we have brand ambassadors that travel around the the world and they are training. So they will go to points of sales um, in Europe, in, in, in America, and they will go and they will train the staff on the philosophy and how we work. And so we all get together approximately every 10 or 12 weeks and we have a little evening do, have a meeting, and we all talk about what we're doing, what we did, and who did something great. And then, you know, and then we have... Um, they all go out. We have drinks then, but then they all go out on the night on the razzle. But they all turn up the next day. Good, that's, that's important. N- that's rule number one. Do what you like, but turn up the next Absolutely. day. Absolutely. So rule I said, too. no excuses. If you're going to go out, go out. But you know, I want you all there on time. Uh, and in terms of the culture, how would you, or the values rather within it? What again? What are you telling everyone to be? Obviously, pre- precision sounds important. Pa- I, passion sounds important. Well, our philosophy is. Anybody who buys our perfume, anybody that comes into our shop, they have to treat them like an A1 celebrity. Everybody has to be treated the same because they've made the effort to cross the threshold and to come in. So I just tell them part of the training, I don't care what people look like. It's not up to you to judge a book by its cover. I want you to be grateful and to win them over and make them into Ormond Jane clients. Because I remember... 14, 15 years ago when I was serving at the shop, this uh, frail-looking gentleman came in with sandals on and dirty toenails and a dirty old Mac. And he was very sweet and very, very kind. And I said, where are you from? He said, India. And I said, well, I have this perfume called Champaka. It's a flower from India. He goes, I know the Champak. And we got chatting and he bought the perfume for his wife. He comes in every year and buys this perfume for his wife. And when I was pregnant, he brought in um, books on Hinduism uh, for me to give to my children. So I think... You know, a successful company is about keeping your clients and getting to know them and treating everybody as if they are, you know, the number one. 
best client in the whole world. And I sometimes, like if it's quiet, you know, my staff say to me, well, you know, it's been a bit quiet this afternoon. I said, just look at the doorstep. That doorstep's been there since 1880. Look how it's worn away. That tells you how many people have come over that doorstep to shop and it will continue. So don't panic. And, in, and there's never a reason to panic because usually somebody comes in and buys something wonderful and then they're all happy again. Stay with me for my final chat with Linda Pilkington. Plus, we'll be playing a track from Dinah Washington. That's in just a moment. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. the boy And I know it's stupid to be mad about the boy I'm so ashamed of it but must admit the sleepless nights I've had about the boy mm-hmm. on the silver screen. He melts my foolish heart in every single scene Although I'm quite aware that here and there are traces of the can about the boy Lord knows I'm not a fool girl Lord knows I'm not a schoolgirl Who's in the flurry of her first affair Will it ever cloy This odd diversity of misery and joy I'm feeling quite insane and young again And all because I'm mad about the boy I'm feeling quite insane and young again and all That was Dinah Washington with Mad About the Boy. Just for a few more minutes, I'm with Linda Pilkington. She's my business shaper today. If you didn't catch it earlier, she's the founder and creator of Almond Jane. And they make beautiful smelling things, which you can, as I said, put on your body or put around your, your home. Um, the money bit. I want to ask you about the money bit, because obviously now you've gone from a couple of things you made for a friend 18 years ago into a £5 million plus business. Does it drive you? And if so, how? 
I'm actually the lowest paid person in the company. I have uh, grown the company self-funding. So all the money that's come into Ormond Jane, I've put it back into Ormond Jane. So I don't have any outside investors. Um, I've always been a little bit wary of that, not for any cynical reason, but purely the thought of using somebody else's money. If it, if it went wrong, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So all the money that's come in, I have put back into the company and we've been able to grow that way. It's a lot slower, but the plus side is you learn all the ins and outs of the company because you're doing an awful lot yourself. You're taking on two or three jobs you know, to make, to make ends meet. So I'm not... Of course, you know, having a good turnover with the right profit margin is essential. Otherwise, you know, it's all a bit pointless. But at the same time, um, I, uh, I don't feel that I need, you know, a huge salary myself so I can, you know, swan up and down Bond Street, you know, with, you know, kicking open the Chanel door with my stiletto heels. I'm uh, very happy with my lot and I'm very happy with the way the company's growing and like I say my chief operating officer and all the management above me they all earn a lot more than I do. No and, and I get that and, and I and that makes sense to me but at some point and I've read somewhere that you go we're not looking to sell or anything else like that at what point will you go well now I think there's a time for Linda to take a return on this business versus growing and growing it or is there no end I mean, is there an end game in mind like that? I think I, you should never say no to anything. You should listen to what people want to say to you. You know, I get venture capitalists and people approaching me and I'm always happy to sit down. And if I feel it's right, what they want to say, invariably, um, they may want to be very proactive within the company. Whereas at the moment, I I want to, to, to stay in charge of everything and do all the work myself. I prefer it that way. So I think there will be a day, you know, might be a day when I wake up and I just think, oh, you know, I, it's time to take some money off the table um, because times are changing, uh, business changes, and you have to go with the flow. You can't, mm. you, you can't be sort of uh, narrow-minded about things like that. It's about survival, ultimately, and you have to be flexible. So I'm happy to change my business plan, a drop of a hat, if it means that we're going to continue to be successful and we can grow. So nothing's set in stone, per se. It's not like this is it forever and my children are going to be perfumers. It's going to be, let's see what happens. You never know. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Life can just change in a click of a finger. Mm. So you have to stay open-minded, flexible, and you know, have that survival instinct. I think that all makes perfect sense. And right now, with things changing so fast, you've got to move, yes. as you said. I mean, who knows? Internally. I mean, people are always asking me, you know, when I go to Germany, they always say, what about Brexit? These are my German uh, clients. And, you know, I speak a little bit of German. So I, I, I just say to them, like, you know, nobody knows. We don't know what's going to happen. Let's just see. If the worst comes to the worst and there's tariffs, then there'll be an Ormond Jane dot de you know you know i'll have to set up an office in germany as well you know you just you have to be flexible and it's all about you know it's about survival isn't it you know you don't just like crumble no listen you're not going to crumble i can see that whatever happens you're going to keep adapting it's been really lovely to talk to you um and get to know you a little bit thank you very much for that just before i let you go what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? well the weather's so lovely and uh, I'm just thinking, you know, in April it was snowing and now we have this gorgeous sunshine. So I would really dearly love to hear Summertime, sung by Scarlett Johansson, who knew that she could sing, but she can. Here she is just for you.
That was the song choice of Linda Pilkington, my business shaper today. Someone who every day acknowledges the gratitude they have for the life that they have. Someone who also is totally precise, totally a perfectionist about what she does every day in her business. And someone who inculcates the notion that whoever the customer is, they are an A1 celebrity. All really, really good advice. You can hear our conversation with Linda Pilkington all over again when you want to on iTunes. Just search Jazz Shapers or ask Alexa or your Google Home device to play Jazz Shapers. 
Or if you're up for your Monday morning business briefing nice and early, you can catch this programme again just before the business breakfast at 5am. We're back next Saturday morning from 9 with our next business shaper. It's the man who created Karma Cola. That's Simon Coley on the show next week. Plus, we'll be hearing more from Paddy O'Connell with the new sessions on the gig economy. And up next after news at 10 is Nigel Williams with a perfect way to get your Saturday underway with more music plus interviews and live sessions. That's it from Jazz Shapers. Have a fantastic weekend. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. <laughs>